0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is the Contender Cast. It's Justin Hahnemann. We are shining a light on bright ideas. And let me just tell you, you know, we've talked a lot about companies that have been founded and people that have started new businesses. And today, we're talking about bankruptcy. And I can't wait to to introduce you to my guest today, Mark Billion, um, who is going to join us today. Mark, thanks for jumping on the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you. We're glad to be here.
0: I love it. So um, bankruptcy is a topic that can be touchy, but I'm excited to talk to you about this Because you have a story in starting this business too. You are the CEO of Bankruptcy Anywhere, and what I think is really cool about Mark is he's not just like a bankruptcy lawyer and litigator; he's also like a software engineer. So it's hybrid. And Mark, I don't see many people that have that like that blend, right? No, no,
1: you know, I'm I'm a I'm a special snowflake, at least according <laughs> to my mother, but. Um... But uh, it's, it's really kind of a fun thing, and it's fun to be able to work on some of the more complex legal problems with a, with a formula. So that's, that's really what we do, and I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, pretty cool background. Grew up in South Dakota, went to Delaware, started out on your own at age 29 when the economy was awful, got into this space, built a business, and I, I'm in, in the software space and around bankruptcy. So let's start with how did you decide to do do this? Like, how, what made you decide this was the space I'm going to go dive into?
1: You know, uh, the, the answer to that, strange as it sounds, is I had a bad real estate closing on a house I was buying. So <laughs> okay. From, from there We've all, all goes. A lot of us have
0: had those, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I went, this was when the economy was just super hot. And I went and I spent three hours closing on a house that was neither expensive or impressive. <laughs> and I... I thought to myself, man, there's got to be an, you know, if, if you could churn these out in volume, you'd make a lot of money. Absolutely. Um, and so I, you know, my uncle had said to me at the age of 29, no one cares what you do in your 20s, so you can go screw up and you'll be okay.
0: Sure, why not?
1: And yeah, exactly. So I thought, well, you know, heck, I'll go start my own law firm and it'll be fine and I'll do some litigation and some other stuff. And um, then the economy crashed and there was no one was interested in any of that.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. But so, you <laughs> built the state's largest consumer bankruptcy, right? I mean...
1: Right, right. So I turned around and I started doing bankruptcy because it was really the only thing that was available. And we... We built a business really quick. Within three years, we were the largest wow. consumer bankruptcy outfit in the state. Wow. And we did a lot of these, and, and what I've gotten to do is see a lot of clients who, um, you know, they're good folks, and they're trying hard, and we asked for quite a bit of money from them to file a
0: bankruptcy. right.
1: And sometimes you need a lawyer. And when you need a lawyer, it's well worth the money. You know, plug for the bar here. You're welcome, everyone. Sure, right. <laughs> but, um, but in all seriousness, there are a lot of times when you don't need that level of expertise. Okay. And that's what I kept seeing over and over again, where clients were coming in with a home and a car that they didn't owe a lot of money on. Sure. Or, you know, and weren't in arrears. And, you know, the cars depreciate fairly quickly. And I guess I should say when it comes to the homes, it's not that they didn't owe a lot of money, but more that they didn't have a lot of equity in it. Got it. Yep. And so we were, we were looking at these situations and I thought, you know, there's gotta be a way to make this simpler. And we kept messing around with prices and doing other things. And what I finally came to the conclusion was it's just not cost effective for me to do these. Right. And it's not so much cost effective for me as as a lawyer, you know, you do fine and and it is what it is. But um, from a consumer's perspective, you know, it's, it's not terribly cost effective. Sure. And, I'm kind of guided by, you know, my father was an accountant back in the days when, you know, look, anybody who got a W-2 was using him to file their taxes.
0: <laughs> no question. To, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, to, today uh, we all use any number of tax services to do the same thing. And what you'd pay him 300 bucks for, you can get for twenty nine ninety
0: nine. Sure. No question. Right.
1: And really, that's what bankruptcy needs as well. Especially because we send a lot of people home to do a lot of work, and it's the same stuff that their lawyers make them do. So,
0: so you build the the state's largest consumer bankruptcy at age 33, and then you shut it down at age 37 to work on the software. Right, the Turbo Taxes. <laughs> no pun intended, bankruptcy. So talk about that. So you, you, I could see the problem you were looking to solve. So how did you make the move? You know, how did you, was it build the software first? What was, what was the process?
1: You know, we built the software first. That was the thing that was most important to do was to build it and get it up and running because being really candid with you, um I like that. While well, my background is in yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which is what we say right before right. we lie. <laughs> please, but in all seriousness, to be
0: honest with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: to be honest with you. But um you know I I looked at it and I thought I'm not really sure this is doable. My background in software was pretty good, but it wasn't extensive on the server side. And things had you know, in between law school and practice and everything, things had changed. So <laughs> sure. you know, because Software doesn't stay the same, especially over the course of a decade. Right. so the first thing I did was sit down and see if I could do it and we We kind of mocked up a rough draft of it, and it worked roughly got it and then you know from there, it's really a process of one honing it and two honing it in such a way that it's actually user friendly so not only don't we want bugs and errors, but we also want you to actually be able to do it and so it, that's really what what I spent a lot of my time the last couple of years doing, and now it's come to a point where the software's taken off and and you know we're we're looking at moving forward so
0: okay, but you so you're the the bankruptcy lawyer and litigator i mean did you know the software and technology space, or did you have to get some business partners that really knew that space or how did you know how did you dive into that
1: you know i'm i'm ever grateful to a gentleman named massimo di piero who is in fact the, the creator of the framework that i use who was really helpful and who dealt with a lot of the hardcore software issues we were dealing with because you know, I'd I'd send him emails and say, hey, we got a kernel fault. And he'd say, that's impossible. And then we'd both look at it. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, or I guess I should say a seg fault, but we, we'd violated the kernel. And so we messed around with a bunch of stuff like that. Wow. And then from there, you know, the, the actual coding of it, once you get past the, the hardcore computer programming, which is something I relied on others to do, is really taking the information and slicing it into what you need. And the syntax for that is actually fairly basic. Got it. I mean, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And so you just do that.
0: Got it. Well, and so part of the software you use, artificial intelligence. So that's a a topic that's near and dear to my heart from an analytics perspective. So talk about AI and how it's part of of your overall solution.
1: You know, you have to use it to do stuff like this because you have to be able to have solutions for various research questions. Sure. And... Uh what I dealt with was there are there are really two parts to filling out a bankruptcy petition. One is the rote transfer of information. You know, what's your name? What's your name? Go from there. Got it. And then the, the next question is, what do we do about exemptions? What do we do with all of that? And, you know, there are some Python AI libraries that you can interface with and, and some of it's proprietary, so I can't say too much, sure. but we, we use it to try to answer those questions. And what we found by throwing just a, a metric ton of data at it because we used a lot of our practice data to build the back end, um, was that we could get results that are as good or better than an attorney because unlike attorney, software doesn't fatigue. Right. So we can run it. Once you get the, the AI appropriately tuned, you can run just about anything through it and it's fine.
0: Which is amazing okay. for us. Wow. Yeah, and so, so you get the so you get the product to a point where it's, you, you feel good about it. What's the process that you've gone through to acquire customers and get them on it? You know, to get to kind of win the business. I'll call it of customers that could use this versus a lawyer.
1: You know, a lot of it is being very direct about what we are, which is we are essentially the lower cost alternative to a lawyer, and there are a lot of customers out there who are looking. For help because, frankly, if you file and you are just an average run-of-the-mill person, your petition is going to span 50-plus pages. So there's there are people looking for help because they don't want to do it themselves. At the same time, really, as a community and, and as a culture, we've become so computer-dependent and so computer-oriented that as long as you keep the questions simple enough, and for example, we put our paywall at the end so people can see it before they buy it. Um, once, Once everyone gets the hang of it and gets to see it, they've been pretty pleased. I mean, our customers like it and it's built mostly by word of mouth from there. I mean, I'll be honest, the first few customers are always hard because you're trying to convince them that, you (laughs) know, this thing's going to work for them, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you're, you're doing it at a time when you're thinking to yourself, wow, is this thing going to work? You know, so you're, you're on both sides of it. But, um, yeah, as we push forward, it's it's been easier and easier to get people to adopt because the cost saving is so significant.
0: No question. Yeah, I remember you told me before this it's anywhere for at least twenty five plus percent, right, of the typical cost.
1: Oh yeah, we're we're twenty five percent roughly of the cost of a bankruptcy lawyer. So I mean, you wow. get a seventy five percent savings or more. Wow, or, or.
0: wow, that's amazing. All right, so um, you know a lot of people listening to this uh, have started businesses or growing a business and they hope they never have to call you or use your software, <laughs> you know, right. Um, but, and you have seen companies, you know, that have gone through this. So talk about, you know, the, the attributes of those that have made it, the ones that you've seen not make it, you know, what are some of the, the trends you've seen behind the companies that have been able to pull through and avoid bankruptcy and those that unfortunately have not?
1: You know, the, the primary one is no secret, and that's just capitalization. People with more money make it further. That's, that's one. It, two, and I think probably as important as number one is where you get the capital from. Um, the, the thing that has led a lot of companies that I've dealt with into bankruptcy is really a fight between the founder or the founding team, essentially the management, and the money folks. Because what that tends to do is to lead down a trail where the money folks want a certain product. And frankly, the company isn't building it because they think something else is the next big thing.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: And it, it tends to squander resources on both sides. So what I would tell you is, one, you got to have money. And I, I don't think – I mean I will say I am one of the people who says – Given the internet, given everything else, no, it doesn't take that much money. I mean, we run open source for the most part, so all of the software I run is free. But that being said, you know, if you wake up with $20 in your pocket, don't quit your day job, right? because (laughs) that causes problems. Um, The other thing is when you start taking money from, you know, family and friends are one thing, and that's obviously where you should start, but once you start actually raising rounds, you really need to look at these investors and ask if they're going to be assets, because a lot of them turn into something that also starts with a that doesn't do the same thing <laughs> and And when you end up in that position, whether you know and, and of course they would say the same thing about the founders, and I've represented people on both sides of this sure and and what I will say is 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 that typically this is from poor contracts and from a real poor discussion of what we're going to do, because what I hear are the two sides come together and they both agree they're going to make a lot of money. (laughs) And that tends to be the beginning and the end of the agreement. And there's, you know, as a lawyer, I have never been in a negotiation where someone says, I'd like to make you a lot of money. And I say, no, that's an easy thing. But the question is, how are we going to do this? How are we going to market this? You know, the price point is important, what do we expect from the management team? I've had some management teams where the thing goes into bankruptcy because the management team expected to do R&D all day long. And the investors said, well, somebody's got to sell this and it's not going to be me. So, you know, being that nobody had any particular expertise or interest in selling, we drained a bunch of money into other things and I filed them for bankruptcy because that's what they did. Um, The the last thing I would tell you, and I say this really seriously, is – Employment is a fixed cost. When you are dealing with multiple employees, that is a rough road to hoe. You shouldn't be running employees unless you have steady cash flow. Until then, yes, independent contractors are more expensive. I understand that. Their work product is probably lesser on average than your employees as well. I don't mean that in a mean way, but just you're dealing with higher variance. But (laughs) they go away when you don't need them. and you know, when you're not making consistent sales, you don't want to have consistent cash flow requirements.
0: Right. And what, and what do you see uh, the mistake that's made around this?
1: Typically people go out and they hire, you know, Joe, who's a marketing expert and Mark, who's a coder and, you know, whatever else. And there's two things. One is, is that, you know, theoretically the marketing expert needs something to market. So there's no reason to have them there when Joe's Coding.
0: (laughs) Right. There's no product.
1: Right. By comparison, you hire eight Joes to code, and the truth is, once you've coded, you need one because it's coded. Sure. So you now have eight guys on staff, (laughs) which leads you to either try to spend money to expand your product line when you're not selling the flagship product to keep them busy, or you just waste money because. You know, frankly, they were good for you. You know, they, they built you a nice product. You like them. You don't want to fire them. And I understand that. But, you know, you hired them as employees. So they think they're looking for a long term gig and you're saying I can't afford it. So that's really my thing is don't staff up too Quickly and don't staff up with anything that you won't use every day,
0: that is so funny yeah, you're exactly right. There's a tension around that, right? The tension of these people have done great work for me, I you know I hate to let them go. I wouldn't want to let them go. I can't let them go, but meanwhile, you know that's a cost
1: Well, it's, it's a cost, and oftentimes you know for example, with bankruptcy anywhere, we're in a position where although we are going to expand into other areas of the law right now, our funnel is dedicated to this, and sure. our funds are dedicated to this, sure. And as we learn about how to market and as we learn what the market wants, we may change this product or it'll impact others. That said, I don't need six guys sitting here watching <laughs> me learn right. because that just takes money out of the marketing budget.
0: No question. No question. Well, that is, that's great advice. All right. So if you're growing your business, um, share with our listeners where they can find you, when they should be thinking about you, um, those types of things.
1: Well, the the first and primary thing is they should be thinking about me when they're thinking, hey, I could pull money out of my retirement to pay your debts. Mm. The reason for that is that your retirement is protected almost everywhere to up over a million dollars in the bank. In some states, Delaware, for instance, it's protected to whatever number is in the bank. And. You know, the dirty secret that we all tell each other when, you know, well that we don't tell each other now, but that we'll tell each other in twenty years is guess what, we are gonna have to retire at some point. <laughs> right. So you need that money. Yep. Um and for the most part, bankruptcy can take care of you without you losing any assets. The exemptions, I mean, for example, in at twenty jurisdictions that use the federal exemptions. Look, you can save up to 15000 of your stuff, roughly, plus home equity, plus a vehicle. You know, doing this now for almost a decade, I haven't had clients lose anything. Most of the time, there is ample room because, again, if you had $20,000 in stuff, you're probably not filing for bankruptcy, you know, and it's all valued based on. What it's worth now. So for example, if you come to my house, I have two kids, a dog and a cat. So (laughs) nobody wants my couch. You know, that's that's a zero. Uh, You know, chipped coffee mugs similarly are not selling for a lot. (laughs) No,
0: I doubt it. That's right.
1: Yeah. So for the most part, most people can keep everything. They can eliminate their debts. And it's better than – really than debt settlement, which is what most bankruptcy lawyers and our software competes with. Got it. Because debt settlement, you're spending a lot of money to try to settle the debt. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And you've got to pay taxes on whatever you settle anyway when yep. – we don't have to do that in a in a chapter seven.
0: No question, and then they can find you. I'll let you give the uh, oh, I'm info sorry, on the yes, yes The important
1: part. Um, we are at www.bankruptcyanywhere.com. You can also email us. Uh, we questions at bankruptcyanywhere.com or fill out the contact form. And um, the only thing I'll say is the contact form today is not playing real well with Safari. We just updated <laughs> something, and we're we're trying to figure out why Macintosh is angry at us.
0: That's funny, but
1: we go with it yeah isn't it always the way hey
0: that's you're building your business too right and you you got yeah. you got to work through that's that's great exactly that's great well mark thanks so much for jumping on the podcast I, this has been very insightful and helpful and, and again on a topic that i think a lot of people aren't very familiar with and I, I really appreciate you helping it make it clear for everyone
1: hey thank you we had a great time and and my staff and everyone says uh, good night and take care and thanks for putting us on
0: awesome For more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, tools and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.